Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. The Daily Dollop podcast is proudly brought to you by The Capital Chemist, Australia's premium community pharmacy where loyalty matters. On this two-part series of The Daily Dollop, I've got seven tips for how to stay healthy over the Christmas holidays. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. It is well and truly the countdown to Christmas, the end of the year. What a big year it has been. I, for one, am very much looking forward to taking a break And in true Kate Freeman's style, I just have a million things going on at once and it often happens that way up until it leads to a break and I'm trying to get everything done. But I'm recording podcasts this morning. It's early. I got up early because I have a new pup, but I thought I'll get up and I'll get some podcasts done. Anyway, the solar panel people who are coming to put solar panels on my roof, they arrived at 7.30. So... I am recording episodes with a crying puppy who is crate training and with men drilling holes on my roof. So how's that for life though, right? But yeah, fun fact is that I picked up a a new puppy on the weekend. His name's Marshall and he's adorable. So make sure you head over to my Instagram page for some puppy spam, just a little bit. I promise I'm not going to get too dog crazy over on my social accounts. You can actually follow along both my dogs, Harvey and Marshall with their Instagram handle at Harvey and Marshall if you're keen for more puppy spam. But Marshall's amazing. He's a tricolour border collie. We got him from a breeder and he is absolutely gorgeous. Super, super smart. I can tell that he is going to be an amazing dog. And yeah, I'm like deep in the throes of blissful um, puppiness, but he's doing so good. He slept through the night last night, which I'm super happy about. Wake up at about quarter to six, which is not too bad can't complain. But let's get stuck in today's episode, how to stay healthy over the holidays. And it's certainly over the years of working with people with their nutrition has been a a common question that pops up this time of the year is how do I eat well and stay on track with my goals over the silly season? And it's a great question, right? Because a lot of things happen that are out of the ordinary and particularly social eating becomes a huge part of our lives at this time of the year. And I think social eating is a big part of our lives anyway. I don't know about you, but I find that nearly every social situation I find myself in, there is some kind of food or drink available. And often that food and drink is quite energy dense or ultra processed and really low in nutrition, but also delicious. And so, you know, I think it is worthwhile thinking about how you want to tackle just social eating in general, but particularly this time of the year, um, if you're working on, you know, specific goals. So I've always said that Nutrition advice needs a context. And so the context for the next two episodes are if you'd like to maintain a healthy weight. So the advice I'm going to give in the next two episodes aren't really about losing weight. And 
I've also written often at this time of the year about why it's not a good idea to go on a diet at this time of the year. But if you're keen to maintain a healthy weight and just track through over Christmas, I think that's a really good goal because this time of the year is going to pop up every year. And so you may as well learn to manage it and maintain your weight throughout this time as opposed to trying to set these really high expectations of losing weight and then um, not succeeding. And so, yeah, if you'd like to maintain a healthy weight, minimize overeating increase your diet quality and just feel good with great energy levels over this time, then the next seven tips over the next two episodes are specifically for you. So let's get stuck into it. The first tip is to set some baseline expectations. So one of the things that often can happen is that because there are social situations happening around is that then I find individuals then want to be restrictive at all of the other meals around that thinking, well, I'm going to eat a a heck ton of food. So I may as well, you know, skip breakfast or skip lunch so that I can, you know, eat what I want at dinner or whatever. But I actually find that this approach is pretty counterproductive. Don't try to stick to a restrictive, highly complicated, rigid meal plan or diet. This will not work out well, right? I mentioned it's not a good idea to try and lose weight over Christmas basically it'll just leave you feeling frustrated and sad. So it's it's this whole idea of creating rules and scarcity around food and then getting FOMO about not eating that food or getting yourself so hungry and then in situations where you're surrounded by food that then you make food choices that are that are really way outside your goals. So it's sort of switching from one extreme to the other. So if you don't want to switch from one extreme to the other, then don't start at an extreme. However, just because you're not on a diet, in inverted commas, doesn't mean you have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You can still maintain a level of diet quality by setting yourself some realistic, non-negotiable behaviours. They could be things like hitting five different types of vegetables a day, So maybe just say to yourself, doesn't matter what else I eat, everything's on the table. My goal is to literally just get vegetable variety in. We know that plant variety, in particular vegetables, is key for good gut health, key for getting in all the nutrients that your body needs, antioxidants, phytochemicals. It's key to helping you feel full and satisfied on a, you know, smaller amount of energy, but a larger volume of food, right? Good all round. That could be a great sort of baseline expectation that you have for yourself. Maybe it's including a whole food source of protein at meals. So maybe it doesn't, again, it doesn't matter what else you eat, but you're like, I'm going to go for chicken breast over some processed chicken. I'm going to go for steak over sausages. I'm going to go for, right, some fish over battered fish, etc. And and, and that can be a really great way of helping you feel fuller and more in control of your appetite, having that really good quality protein source. Another tip might be that you set yourself a baseline expectation that you stop when you're full. So set yourself the goal of eating everything, right? Healthy or not healthy, doesn't matter. Everything's on the table, but you're going to eat it mindfully. So that means that you're going to eat when you're hungry and then you're also going to stop when you're full. And the best way to do that is to to really be present in the moment when you're eating. Slow down, savor the food, keep the mouth full of food in your mouth for as long as you can, really experience the full flavors of the food and you'll find it much easier 
to stop when you're full rather than continue eating even though you're full because you just want to keep experiencing the delicious taste. So the idea about baseline expectations is keeping the bar really, really low. Make it easy for you to achieve your goal every day. If on your worst day over the next two weeks you can achieve the goal that you set, then it's a really good baseline expectation. You might find that some days you hit that expectation of park and then you exceed it, right? And you are able to do other things. But at least you know that that's where the bar's set and you know that even on your worst, craziest day, you can still jump over that bar. And that's a really great way of just building confidence in yourself for making food choices, learning to trust yourself and just building that self-efficacy around, you know, how you make your own food choices. So the second tip is to remove social pressure. Social pressure to eat or judgment over your food choices, right, is rampant in our society. And sometimes you just can't win, right? You say yes to a bowl of ice cream and then some snarky family member is like, do you really need that, right? And then you say no to the bowl of ice cream and then you're scolded. Oh, come on. It won't hurt you. Just have some dessert with us. And I just think, seriously, people, just let people choose what they want to eat and don't make a comment over it. I just think it's just getting out of hand. I find particularly for myself in my profession even more so that I can't win. It's either like I say no to eating something and it's like, oh, oh, well, of course, you're a nutritionist, you're you're really healthy and you're probably judging me for eating this. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, don't put words in my mouth or thoughts in my head. I'm just don't want to eat that right now. And why is none of your business really? And then if I say yes to eating a food, they're like, wow, do you eat that? Wow. Oh. And I just think people, come on, <laughs> just let people eat food. You worry about what you're eating. I'll worry about what I'm eating and we'll leave it at that. In the end, it's really important to remember that it's no one's business what or how much you eat. It is only yours. You and only you are responsible for your food choices and what goes in your mouth. So make a commitment to yourself this season that you will make food choices based on what you want to do and not the opinions of others. The third tip is to create a healthy home environment. I really love the research around the food environment and how it influences your food choices. And it's all about availability of food. And your food environment is not just what's in your kitchen and pantry. Your food environment is what's around you at work, the cafes that are around you at home and work, your vicinity to the shops and different takeaway outlets all determines what you will eat and part of your dietary pattern over a long period of time because you can't eat what's not available. So if you lived in a town where there was no McDonald's and KFC, your McDonald's and KFC consumption would be much lower than people who lived within a kilometre of McDonald's and KFC overall. Now, certainly some people, there will be some people who are like, oh, well, I live in within a kilometre of McDonald's and I never eat it. And that's fine. This is just general population research, but it certainly is pretty clear that when food is available and in your vicinity and easy to access, that you're more likely to eat it and it be part of your regular diet than if it's not. And so you can use this sort of sociology really around your food choices to your advantage. 
And we actually have a whole um, series of lessons as part of the Hub's membership and online program that's dedicating to helping our members create a home environment that makes healthy eating easy. So it's about making healthy food really available as opposed to hard to do with then the opposite, which is the ultra processed food being really easily available. So also because you can't rely on your willpower all the time because it comes and goes, right? It's important to then help yourself when willpower is feeling low, still make the healthy choice because the healthy choice is the easy choice. So here are some little tips for creating a healthy food environment. The first thing is to throw away unhelpful food. Don't keep it in the house. One of the things I do do, which I don't enjoy doing because food waste is a big problem. However, I've talked about this in a previous episode that it's either wasted in the bin or it's wasted in your body as excess energy that you your body does not need is that I've been known to have leftover soft drink from parties that people have brought over and then the next day tip them down the sink to throw away, you know, cakes or biscuits that have been in our house after parties. Because otherwise me and my family will just eat it over the next couple of days and it's just food that we don't need. Now, if the party happens frequently, I'm much more likely to throw food away because I just think it's just there's this a constant supply of ultra processed calories in our house. And I'm not against eating those things. I just don't want to be eating them all the time. However, if, you know, we're in a season during the year where the parties are few and far between, I'll keep them and we'll just gradually graze on them over, you know, a couple of days post party. But it's all about thinking through what's the usual dietary pattern and it's easy in December and January for there just to be a constant supply of food. And so I do find that throwing things out means that we just don't eat them. And because I am a bit of a stickler for throwing things out, because I don't like wasting food, is that I then make a big deal of ensuring that I'm really not over buying food or over prepping food. I grew up with this mentality of better there being too much than not enough which is this whole sort of hospitality, you know, and being hospitable when people come over and that's a really nice sentiment. But it just means that people are more inclined to overeat in those situations because more food is available to them and also then you're stuck with leftover food that then gets eaten throughout the day. And if that just happens all the time, we're in a position where we're just consuming more energy than we need and potentially putting on weight over time. The next tip is to have healthy foods chopped up and ready to go and kept at eye level in the fridge in clear containers. So research shows that having healthy food readily available is a really key part of helping you stay focused with eating healthy food because you can see them. The next thing is keeping your pantry stocked with healthy staples, oats, legumes, nuts, seeds, quinoa, etc. And lastly, keep your freezer stocked with vegetables, whole meats, fish and poultry and fruit. Well, that's it for today's episode. Join me for the episode tomorrow where I'll keep going. I've got four more tips for just staying healthy over the holiday season. We will catch you next time. A big thank you to the Capital Chemist and the Daily Dollop in crowd for their continued support of our show. We couldn't do this without them. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review. 